You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Todd goes in, Todd goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match wow. from my laboratory in the. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday here on Phoenix Ninety Two Point Five FM, Nerd to Know Media, the True Penny Channel, and wherever your as. Uh, social media wrestling podcast in the metaverse are found my name is Daryl connor and this is the wrestling rewind and i'm not alone it's our spooky special halloween special extravaganza um joining me today it is well i sure hope it's dave stevens and uh welcome back to the only show hosted by people that don't hate wrestling dave finally finally (laughs) the dave has come back to the wrestling rewind well, see, we said before you came on that you're like the Goldberg now because, you know, the ring rust is there and you're going to drop Martin on his head. And Does that, that, that make me the Bret Hart, does it? <laughs> Ooh, oh. I think that would make you I think it'd make you Undertaker in that scenario, but I'll allow it. <laughs> That's dark. But how are you, Dave? How have you been, man? Welcome back. Oh, I'm great. Great. Yeah. We've, uh, That's we've, all I got. We've kept the fire going. Hashtag save Dave. Hashtag save Dave. Yeah, you just got to get one of those little... Uh, fungi things that they found in the cave guys that used to keep the embers burning so they could travel in the Siberian snow. And then there you just go. put up some signals for me and you'll find me. Absolutely. But welcome back, Dave. Hopefully it's uh, it, it, it's not the one and only, but we are welcome. We are happy to have you back. I'm here. Glad to be here for my quarterly report. <laughs> and also, my other co-host, introduce yourself, sir. How do you? It's Martin. What's the crack? How are you, Martin? How are things? Grand. Glad to be back on the only wrestling podcast hosted by people who don't hate wrestling movies or movies with wrestlers <laughs> in them. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's like a perfect subgenre of today's uh, today's show because, guys, we're doing something a little bit different uh, on desk and all the other shows that my, myself and Dave have done. We didn't really do Halloween theme shows, uh, which, to be fair, in hindsight, I'm like, damn, that was a really uh, missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have been doing that. But again, we were taking it seriously because we're wrestling journalists. Right. And now now yeah. we just laugh at the past and it's so much better. <laughs> um, but speaking of which, so we have two things coming up 
uh, as far as like review content and then we're going to get into something else later on but uh martin you came up with this last week uh, i said hey let's look at this undertaker thing on netflix and he said we should look at like wrestling horror movies or movies of wrestlers in it and we went for see no evil which is uh, a 2006 slasher movie with kane and <laughs> not, already, not even glenn jacobs can kane yeah i think he was just billed as kane in this as well uh no, he was billed as Glenn Jacobs, but no. No, no, I, I literally just watched it a couple of hours ago. He's he's in the credits and all, just as Kane. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> only on brilliant. IMDb that they changed it, but I like that his character's name is Jacob Goodnight. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's still right there. It's still right there. It's like, ah, it's fine. But uh, yeah, I haven't watched them. Um, I have, well, the Escape from The Undertaker, I watched last week before the show. And I haven't seen Seen Evil in 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched it again, I was like, okay, this is an excuse to watch this because I'm never going to actually sit down and go, you know what I want to watch today? A ra- this this weird movie with Kane in it. And um, oh, so we're going to start there and then we'll talk about the, the Undertaker Netflix one. So guys, if you haven't seen this, um, it's not really that hard to find. Where where did you guys actually manage to track this down? Did you? Ha- I had it on DVD, so I, I, didn't uh, ha- I don't know if it's on, so- if it's on streaming or not. I literally just typed um, "see no evil" put locker into Google, and it came up. That's fair. That's fair. And we don't endorse that. He's obviously talking about educational purposes. I, I, I endorse it. <laughs> I had the DVD because I have like a, like a random horror collection that's just there, and I remember this was everywhere. Actually, this was in this was in the wrestling section for a while when this came out in HMV, which was weird because you had like. Uh, Remember the old wrestling DVDs where it was like No Way Out or Undertaker focused, where he kind of went into the horror movie kind of thing, and then there was just Cena Weevil. It was just there. <laughs> just I like. Um, so I used to get the uh, when I was younger, I get the wrestling VHS tapes from the library, and right. then I went through. I think every wrestling fan goes through a period where you kind of fall out of it. Yeah. Um, and then I got back into it uh, a few years after university, and uh, I bought a couple of the. DVDs just to kind of catch up and the DVDs had changed from Coliseum Video that gotten this new tagline where it's uh, WWE home video takes you inside the ring and beyond the ropes and I was thinking wouldn't that just be back outside the ring so this that was true. my, <laughs> that's my first Nah man you gotta think of it as you're getting in the ring but then you're going beyond the ring because you're ascending the chakra system it's, oh, it's so. really super meta that's the theme that's of the like day a- it's like it a reverse is. sting. You just yeah, <laughs> like a reverse exactly. last rights match. Actually, no, <laughs> no, not a reverse. An actual last rights match, which we should talk mm. over at some point. That's good because this is uh, this week was the anniversary of the first ever reverse Royal Rumble match in Impact. Oh man, <laughs> I remember that match. You know, I, although I did see the what was it the Barbara Massacre match there up on their Facebook and I'm like man we should actually cover that and Dave you when I sent when I sent it in there a little chat you were like oh I need to watch this because it's pretty good but yeah uh this actually 2006 when this movie came out Impact was actually pretty decent it was on its kind of like ascension just before it crashed around 2008 yeah. um along with the rest of the world this but, was um, the Jarrett Angles Styles era yeah it absolutely was and it was fantastic and here's the thing you know, for context, um, Martin, I don't think you you weren't watching wrestling when this came out, were you? It would fall out. Um, two thousand six. Yeah, I was in university, so right. I discovered you know 
beer and women. So that that, that <laughs> distracted me for a while. That's fair. Uh, me and Dave were like 16, 17. Seven, we wrote 17, so in school. Beer and women were still to come. Well, in Ireland, beer is like you're born and you know yourself, man. You're like, here you go. Here's beer. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was more kind of like, yeah, still still to come. Let's put it that way. And um, so I was watching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was watching, I was watching this uh I remembered very, very vividly when this uh, came out because I didn't, didn't. I had just come back to watching wrestling. I dipped out about 2003 from WWE and stopped watching it. And I came back the first one night stand. That was when I was kind of like, right, I'm back into watching wrestling again. And um, man, Dave, I don't know if, if you can recall like the May 19th thing. <laughs> Can you recall? Oh that? yes, <laughs> yeah. The like that, that's what this was for. So yes. right. So to, to take everyone back, uh, fake <laughs> Kane show. So Kane was obviously he taking the mask off. He was walking around as you know, uh, bald Kane. Because and Triple yeah. H is the worst wrestler in the history of the world. That that's that's the short summary for why that occurred. And obviously, this was after the whole Katie Vick thing, which gave birth to the Katie Vick scale, which will come back when it's needed. Which and, we bring uh, up because Triple H is the worst wrestler in the history of the world. <laughs> so, did you, oh, did you see Cody this week was uh, was doing a wee I'm Triple sure H wig? He looked like he was going to do a pedigree there, and he. Oh, ah. This is why I, I can only come back once a quarter. This is too triggering for me. <laughs> anyway. So what happened then was Kane was he he did his angle with Mahardy as well where he impregnated Lita and then you know all that kind of stuff. This is all stuff we will get into in the future because it's just oh man, it it's a complete complete disaster. But randomly, old Kane shows up with the hair and the mask and the onesie, and uh, starts like, just interfering into Kane into Kane's matches, and he was like, "What's going on?" And then the screen would flash randomly, where it's like May nineteen, and when everyone brought a May nineteen, Kane would freak out and attack them. And this continued off for quite some time until they eventually had a Kane versus Kane match in Vengeance two thousand six, and then it wrapped itself up. But May nineteen was actually the release date of See No Evil, and yeah, and that's when that's, the big tie. That's happened. corporate synergy. It's also, I believe this is uh, a WWF, or sorry, WWE movie as well. It's one of the first high-profile ones as well. Oh, yeah. And to be fair, you know what, right? As bad as those movies are, uh, Oculus is actually incredible. That's one of the best like horror movies of the past couple of years, and WWE randomly made it. There's no one from WWE in it. Karen Gillan's in it, and I was like, this is great. Well, no, isn't uh, David or Tonga in it? He's not a wrestler. Well... <laughs> I mean, like actual wrestlers. I mean, like if Batista showed up, it'd be like, okay, fair enough. I thought you we know. said actual wrestlers. Ah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Batista has a world title. David Atunga just has a hot wave. That's about it. <laughs> That's all he has. But uh, I, I, I don't even know who, unless David Atunga plays a cop in that, he might actually. But again, I just don't remember. All I remember is Karen Gillan and the Mirror. Good movie though. Do check it out. A much better movie than this movie. So. Uh, the plot basically Kane, is there one from, from what I gather Kane aka Jacob Goodnight which is a good name to be fair for a slasher horror movie it's it's a good it's a good name and basically he uh, 
he's in this hotel but he's not he's like hidden away and these teens these rowdy teens go in and they have to clean it up and he kind of goes through to try and kill them all and it's all about them trying to survive Kane basically following people around uh, it has a 17 score on Metacritic I think that's unfair IMDb give it a 5.1 I think that's also unfair but if you're it's all about setting your expectation if you're looking for like of an of the time slasher movie it's pretty much on brand um but if you're looking for like a classic one that you're gonna fire up this halloween probably not what did you guys think about this well i have to read this off of imdb because this is cracking me up um these are two little facts here uh that i'm seeing here so you've got um this little piece of trivia, which they label trivia on IMDb, just so you guys are really clear that I'm I'm blatantly reading this because unlike clickbait people, I will tell you where I'm getting my information from. So right from IMDb, Glenn Jacobs stated that the best thing about making this movie due to the hectic amount of traveling as a professional wrestler was the opportunity it gave him to sleep in the same bed for two months. I mean, that <laughs> that's the best part about making that movie was for Kane. And uh, <laughs> apparently the credits were psycho. Um, among the uncredits, I didn't I didn't actually see this because I never watch credits. Among the end credits, after the cast and stunt list, there's a scene where a dog urinates in Jacob's empty yeah. eye socket. I mean, they went yeah. all out on this movie. That and took it, me by surprise. I'm assuming it wasn't his actual eye socket as well. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's a movie. Uh, I mean, kayfabe, man, kayfabe. I don't. <laughs> I, I just loved fake somehow. It wasn't just like actual footage from, from the set. Just <laughs> scoop it out and oh, don't worry, you'll be ground. We'll put it back in. <laughs> I mean, have you watched wrestling recently? Eyes well, popping out of sockets isn't that crazy of an idea. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't look good the first time. It didn't look good when I was in the movie. Um, yeah, holy hell. Okay. Um, well, Martin, what did you think? What What were your big takeaways from this? Ah, look, it was. Like you say, it was a, a very typical noughties slasher movie. They were knocking them out because you could make them for pennies. And even if you only made five or ten million on it, you, you know, you, you turned a profit. Um, mm. It was very, it was a very basic slasher movie. It, yeah, you it could clearly see its influences in like, uh, you know, um, with Leatherface and uh, The Hills Have Eyes and, you know, just all the classic horror movies. Like, you could see that it was just a patchwork of all those put together. Um, so it was, it was never, it was never good, but it was, it was watchable the whole way through. It, it reminded me of when we were training down in Cork that always say, don't do stuff in your matches from WWE because you'll only remind people you're not watching that they're not watching WWE and I was looking at this going like maybe don't like reference the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and remind me that I'm not watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre well look here's the thing so as you said like this came out I remember watching horror movies around this time and none of them were good but they did try to like remake um friday the 13 they tried to remake uh nightmare on elm street they tried to remake the texas chainsaw massacre and they just met, and they're all terrible they're all not good movies but like lionsgate were just banging these out it was before they realized oh spooky haunted house movies are like better before saw came out and before james wan basically was like i'm going to save horror mainstream 
and obviously before like the and the internet was still very uh, infant in its infant in its infancy at this point because like you weren't able to go buy movies around the place. I remember when I would buy horror movies, you'd have to like go to HMV and order them and be like, I want this one. Okay, come back in four weeks and then you go and get them. So, you know, mainstream horror wasn't great. So as I said, like, it's not a good horror movie, but it was of its time. Now, guys, it was so of its time. It cost eight million to make, right? It's not bad. Here's my question. Do you, okay, so you, Martin, you first. Was this a flop or was it a success? Ah, see, I already looked this up. Ah, uh, so no. I, I don't okay. think. Oh, I, don't I think haven't. I haven't. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave. Okay. I'll leave it to Dave. Go on. Dave. I didn't look at the box office, so I'm gonna go and say two point three million. The box office. So, what people don't realize about movies is, in order for a movie to be a success, it has to make its budget. And marketing. So and basically, marketing. so basically, it has to make double what it costs to make, right? Or else it's a flop, because marketing is like literally more important than making a movie in lots of ways. So eight eight mil eight million dollars to make. Sorry, and then it, it, on open weekend in the U.S. and Canada, four point five million dollars. Its total worldwide gross in the U.S. and uh, worldwide gross was eighteen million. And in the US and Canada, 15 million. So this was a hit. Yeah. 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 It spawned a, a sequel. Apparently, the sequel is is uh, a decent movie. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't watch it, but just when I, I was reading up on it, it said that the sequel was, was like, in in its own right, was was quite good. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, has, a, it has a slightly lower rating, but um, I don't know. I might give it a watch actually later on. It was but the. The thing about it is, like, I think I play a lot of a game called Dead by Daylight. I don't know if you guys play it or not, where you're either playing as a serial killer or playing as survivors. And, you know, they have their own, like, off-brand letterface or whatever. But then they also patched in uh, as DLC, Scream, your one from Saw, Letterface, Freddy, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like... That's what Jacob Goodnight feels like. He feels like an off-brand, as we said. But I think if he had have actually just even went with the original Kane look, I think that probably would have been a stronger serial killer look than this Kane. Like I don't know. Do you guys buy Kane like that, or do you prefer when he has the mask on? Are we talking like for a movie or just as well? It, well, in, in general. Wrestling? Well, I don't mean as from a work rate perspective because he never really changed his moveset. I just mean like when I'm when I was watching this movie, it's just very off-putting because he's very weird looking. He's less weird looking now, but he's very weird looking at the time. And on IMDb, there's Hatchet, the Hatchet series, and Hatchet Tree specifically. Kane could actually pull that off quite well, and I think that's a stronger serial killer look. And it's actually rated higher as well. Well, not by much. It's like 0.6 of a higher rating. But, you know, I don't know. I just making this film, I'm like, they had a masked killer there. They took the mask off him and just made him look. And he just looks too shiny. That's the problem that I have with Kane like this. He's really shiny looking. It, it Kane kind of reminded me of the original uh, Jurassic Park in this. So apparently in the original Jurassic Park, there's actually only something like 12 minutes of dinosaurs on screen, like through mm. the whole movie. 
And Kane in this is only ever, like, he must be the worst actor in the world because the camera only ever cuts to him for a few seconds, you know, pull a face and then it cuts away. And, you know, there's never, like, there's no even, like, mid-length scene with with Kane in it where he's either acting or or talking. So I'd say in the whole thing there's probably only about about seven minutes of, of Kane in the whole thing. Can I just make a small adjustment to Hatchet Tree? The reason why Hatchet Tree is better um, is because Danielle Harris is in it. And Danielle Harris, if you guys don't know who she is, one, she's really nice. And two, she's like known as the the screen queen. Because she's in like, her whole career is just making schlock horror movies. I got to meet her a couple of years ago at uh, the IFC Horathon. She's absolutely nice. so nice. But uh, yeah, she's in like just a rake of horror movies. So she always brings a proud. So there you go, WWE. That's who should have been one of your your um, main survivors because that would have brought up the quality. But yeah, um, Martin, as you said, like he's in it. I can't even think of any cool kills that he does. No, it was all very, very he has generic. That yeah, he has that hook thing, which also that was part of his gimmick in in. WWE as well for a little while where he brought the hook out with him I remember oh my god yeah. I remember I just remembered him using the hook in a match oh god it was bad but didn't he always use it like he just used the chain he'd like wrap around his fist he was like yeah. hey, Drew McIntyre comes out with a sword you're like well you're never exactly. going to stab anyone so what do you come out with a sword for <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. well let's see again just to, like at least when Triple H used the sledgehammer he actually used it you know well he did the the sideways jab yeah but I mean yeah, I mean, like, but it's better than, like, n- not using it at all and just carrying it. Like, a sword is a very unnecessary thing to carry around if you're never going to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Burdensome, it's, if nothing else. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's just like... It's not even, like, a ceremonial dagger or something. It's a big broadsword. You're like, lads, you know. The the best uh, scene in the whole film is is at the very end when... Um, I assume we're we're allowed to do spoilers for this 2006 movie. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the best scene of the whole movie is where he gets a pipe jammed in his eye and then pushed out the window. And as he falls down, the pipe bangs on window ledges the whole way down. It's like dunk, dunk, dunk. And it reminded Comedy me of uh, yeah, yeah, it was just completely Comedy different kills, yeah. tone. And it reminded me of uh, Homer when he falls down the the gorge, you know, and hits every tree gonna, and rock on the I'm way I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it. Like, okay. So let's, to set context here, right? Here's some of the movies that were out. Here's some of its uh, contemporaries. Silent Hill 1, actually, it's not so bad, to be fair. Silent Hill 1's pretty good. Uh, Saw 3, I was wrong, so the Saw franchise was in its third installment at this point. The Hills Have Eyes, not a good remake. Um, the Host, not good, period. Uh, Chainsaw oh, Ma- the Host, the Korean movie. Oh, sorry, this is a different one. That is, sorry, right, that, okay. sorry yeah. I was thinking of the Because the Korean movie, The Host, is amazing. Yeah, sorry, okay. Korean Host is amazing, not the American one. I apologize. <laughs> Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning so this was the second Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> remake uh, the Wicker Man remake which is brilliant for all different reasons the Omen which is not very good When a Stranger Calls which had potential to be good um, and as you can see oh, Stay Alive which is actually has ahead of its time and it that must one. be that must be the Wicker Man with the not the bees that's the one yeah that's that the one, one. yeah <laughs> But yeah, like as you can see, like they were into doing these 
remakes of slasher movies or just doing slashers period and um you know it was it was successful people went to go see them you know and you go back to to early 2000s movies and you're going to see this specific look so it makes sense that wwe would go and you know bank on this but i remember i think again i don't know if this was the first wwe i think it was the first wwe movie um it was it's the first major wwe movie so i think it makes sense for them to actually go and do that because it's like well it's of its time it's it's in there and it's um a movie that people will go see and they did Mm. you know uh before that they had done the scorpion king which you know the rundown and walking tall Cena Weevil seems to have been the most successful of the whole lot. You know, Walking they, Tall was pretty good, though, because there was that scene where The Rock does a rock bottom where he puts a guy through a table uh, with it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, fun fact. The first three WWE movies all featured The Rock. Well, yeah, I mean, really? he was the biggest. Yeah. yeah. No, that can't be true. No, oh, you're saying that WWE films, yeah. studios made. Yes. Okay, I was thinking Hogan had many of But you're right, those weren't produced by WWE, per se. Also, also Dave, David Otunga was in The Call, not Oculus. Oh, no, no oh, WWE guys right. were, in the, were in Oculus. Gotcha. See, I, I got confused because sometimes I will just flip my phone to selfie mode and use it as a mirror. So I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of selfies on my phone and the mirror. So yeah, the call phone. I that's, got it. That, no. that's, Thank you. that's that's okay. Did, did uh, anyone else have any issues with the the basic premise of this movie, which uh, was that there's this huge, like, enormous uh, hotel. Part yeah. of it has been burned down. The yeah. rest of it is like severely dilapidated. Yeah. And their answer is, oh, we'd send eight teenage delinquents into it and they'll clean it up like this is a this i mean that's okay. how we like found it australia job. what's wrong with that that's fair that's a fair point <laughs> like, yeah, i just love that there was one scene where one of the one of the girls in it is like at this sink and the sink is just the mankiest thing in the world and she's like washing the cutlery in this kitchen like the walls are falling down from this kitchen and she's oh yeah we'll get the we'll get the spoons and the forks cleaned <laughs> And then we'll start on, you know, the structure the and integrity of the building. Martin, I don't know, like, what you're saying is 100% right. But again, in context, these were just the movies that came out at the time. My brain just accepted this as okay. You know, it's like, it, you know, the fact that I saw a tree is there. It's like, oh, yeah, someone just builds death traps and it's totally fine. No, you know, it's grand. See, <laughs> they just have the money to do it, yeah. Maybe it's because like I worked in construction and that, but the whole time I was looking at it, I was thinking, none of them are wearing steel toe boots. There's not a helmet or a reflective jacket between them. I was just like, I don't know. Uh, look, as I said, I it's it's extremely of its time. It is very competently made, though. I think an old coat of paint uh, on the movie would have benefited it greatly. And apparently, the sequel, as you said, it's better. That came out in 2002. Also features, uh, it apparently features Kane. Oh my God. And Daniel, there, oh my God. There we go. Daniel Harris is in it. Told you. Told you that that would make the movie better. And it did. Apparently it did. So there we go. I'm watching this later, gang. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> I got way too excited about that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have to look up Daniel Harris now. Oh man, she's great. She's in like just a rake of awesomely terrible movies. 
So, last word on See No Evil Gang. Should we recommend folks to watch it over the Halloween or when this goes out, their post-Halloween celebrations? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, if you're a huge Kane fan and you will watch him in literally anything, this has Kane in it. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys watched... Excuse me. I don't know if you watched... Um, the Kane DVD that came out of his career, you know, like in kayfabe career from around this time, they just reused footage from Ceno Evil. <laughs> it was just like, you know, I think they shot at the same time where Kane's like in his workshop or whatever. And it's Kane, not, not Glenn Jacob, not a uh, Jacob Goodnight. And it's just like, ah, oh, come on. Like, what are you doing now? Update as well. If you're in the U S you will not be able to see Kane in Ceno Evil, but what? Yeah, it's it's not on American Netflix, but it is on Indian Netflix. So if you use a VPN or just happen to be Indian, like living in India, um, you can see it that way. So there you go, Indian you know, Netflix. So, as well. Or if you're living in yeah. India but you're not Indian, you're you're okay to watch this, it as well. This is true as well. That, yeah, I just like the rules. That's the rules. I don't think you have to necessarily be Indian yeah. to watch. Yeah. use Indian Netflix. Right, well, just... you can also get it in all seriousness. You got to get it on Google Play. Um, and it's also on Amazon Prime. So it's on Amazon. Oh my god! It's, you have to rent it or buy it, but it's only oh, like three ninety nine. So uh, uh, and it's on and it's on Pot Locker. If you don't want to pay for it, I mean, um, but yeah, thanks no, Kim dot com. I do. I wouldn't trust those websites. I'm like, if you want to give your computer like absolute like death. Yeah, it's like LimeWire when it was just a virus trading site. Oh man! Like with <laughs> my, those my laptop at this stage could survive it. It's just built up an immunity to all this stuff. <laughs> survive and you give my their bloody laptop aids now and it'd breeze through it. It's just like that's oh, fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I can't. I just, I just can't. It's just like I remember. Um, you know, it just just from experience and that it's just no the i'll only ever like use like a stream and site like that in theory obviously for educational purposes if i have it on a virtual machine or if it's a windows thing pop uh, sorry if it's a linux thing popped up and with a with with like ice weasel or something just because i'm so paranoid about the whole thing but um yeah martin it's like you what you were saying with construction with me when i see that it's just instantly just like oh god <laughs> what could happen but anyway, uh, look, I would say give it a watch. I'm going to watch the sequel myself after we finish recording because, uh, you know, now I, I have to. <laughs> I'm invested. <laughs> um, and it looks like they they uh, they actually like improved. Like all the notes I had for the first movie, they just did in the second one. So there we go. I think I'm going to have a good time. So switching gears. It sounds guys. so confident. It's so spending my Friday night, guys, or Tuesday night. I, I, um, I, think, you, um, I think you need a live stream watching this. <laughs> do, do you need me to play Escape the Undertaker with you? We can we can make choices back and forth. Oh my god. Okay, no, I've 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 done this enough, right? So let's let's talk about Escape the Undertaker, right? I don't know why this exists. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, that's so bizarre. Like, it's like, remember, The Undertaker was the man who, like, protected his kayfabe so much that he wouldn't do anything. And I think now he just has all these mad ideas that he's been working on for, like, 20 years. He's like, lads, here's my idea. And people are like, yeah, Undertaker, you can, you can do what you want. And <laughs> this is what we're getting. So, okay, before we get into no regrets. it. regrets. 
No regrets. A lot of regrets. <laughs> a lot of regrets. <laughs> um, it's just, man, it's just kills, killing like kayfabe, like absolutely dead. You know, it's just dead. I've never thought I'd see the Undertaker walk into a room with a sandwich. <laughs> I was like, why does he have a sandwich? What's he doing? Where'd he get the sandwich? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to. So let's just let's lay the scene out a little bit for people. Uh, so yeah, he Netflix has a, has a show called. <laughs> okay, Jared, Jared. We'll get back to your foot long in a second. But if I can set this up a little oh, bit. So we've got The Undertaker. It's essentially a choose your own adventure, but not really. You're going to end up in the same place no matter what. It's not really Encyclopedia Brown, but play with us for a second here. I guess oh, it's there in we that. Go. There <laughs> it is. Had that in a while. Yeah, there, there it is. is. There it is. Dave running to the spots. Yeah. <laughs> the big spots. <laughs> I got to get my shit in before uh, the end of the match. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's you pick a thing. It's interactive on the Netflix, like kind of how that Black Mirror Candy Catch episode was, or Cutie, whatever that show was ba- called. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. So Bandersnatch. Ba- Bandersnatch. I wasn't so. that far off. Anyway, the point is, you get to enter, or you enter into as the new day, the Undertaker's lair, where you're trying to get the power of the urn to put with your power of positivity, so you can. I don't know, get Xenu to come down or something. I'm not really sure what the end goal was. But the point is, they wanted to fuse the power so that the world's a happy and lovely place. And the Undertaker, in his jigsaw throne room, a la Rick and Morty, is just ready to stop everything he possibly can. What will you choose? I'll tell you what you don't choose. I'm too scared is the first option, because your movie is over. Yep. And that's how I finished it in two minutes. <laughs> Dave speed run the whole thing. I don't. Um, <laughs> speed running. <laughs> like, okay. So again, a couple of points there. This is, if you've, if you've watched the, uh, or watched, played the Bandersnatch um, experience that came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's kind of, it, it's basically the exact same thing without the complexity. And I, I don't know, like the Bandersnatch thing is great. I spent way too. I I made the mistake of what of starting at like one in the morning, and I was up to four in the morning going through everything. Um, I just no no spoilers. By the way, we did spoil Cena Evil, but there won't be spoilers for uh, Swacker Wash because I haven't watched it yet, and you really do want to play it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but the the difference, like I don't know, I can't confirm. The difference is the choices matter. Yeah, in the, the Black Tra- Mirror one the, and not in the, in the Black- Undertaker one. Yeah, that, well, it, it's also interesting as well. I didn't confirm this, Martin, so maybe, well, I don't know if you guys confer- uh, checked it out. In the Bandersnatch one, you can actually just sit back and it will just play itself out because they have a predetermined line. I didn't act- as well, yeah. Well, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't let it play on, so... Yeah, I guess you I let uh, one accidentally play on. I yeah. made a choice for me because I was... By the way, this is great... Um, it really is a fun family piece because it doesn't take itself seriously. So, for instance, we watched this while we were no lens flare. Okay, I get it. But, I mean, don't take yourself seriously. And just just take that approach. Set your expectations super, super low. All right? That's all I say. Like It, it was very much a WWE product in that it was yeah. clearly developed for children, but has an audience mostly of over 50s. You know, so yeah. At least it's uh, keeping in, in, in lane. I, I don't know. It's funny, though. I'm looking at the screen... Uh, the actual Netflix screen of the the promo image that you use before you log in, and like everyone looks relatively normal except for Big E, who just looks. <laughs> He's a weird dude. He, no, he looks really like it doesn't look. He looks like your woman from Upload. I don't know if you guys have seen the show Upload. That's who he looks yeah. like. Kofi Kingston's chest looks like it's caved in, and the Undertaker mm, looks like he's made of rubber. 
And I'm like, did you? You obviously had them. Like, what did you do to them? You know. So I don't know. I think Kofi. There's a reason for Kofi's chest being like that, isn't there? He has like a like a legitimate. uh, I don't know if it's a condition or an injury or something. But no, like it just it doesn't even look like it's his body. And like literally, Biggie looks like your woman from Upload, whose name I don't know. I'm actually gonna Google that now. We're gonna do. We're gonna be professionals here, and I'm gonna actually look online. By the way, there's no season two of Upload yet. We need to make that happen. Uh, what's your woman's name? Hold on. This is important. I need to know this, and so does the listeners. Well, while while you're doing that, talk, talk I, amongst yourself. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first uh, <laughs> first <laughs> couple, of, couple of seconds of this. Because yeah. um, it kind of pans in on the Undertaker, like a he's like angle grinding, like nails or something like that. But it reminded me of like, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminded me of like the original Undertaker promos. You know where he'd just be in his in his work shed, like yeah. playing in the edges of a coffin, or you know cutting out the cutting out the wood for for a coffin for uh, for his next opponent. Reminded me of that. I quite I quite like that. That's but smart. why didn't they get him doing that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably because, like you say, it's a, it's very much a, a kids' movie, so maybe they didn't want, you know, actual imagery like coffins and stuff on it. So your woman's name, she plays Nora Anthony in Upload, but her name is Andy Allo, right? And if she doesn't, her IMDb page doesn't look like her in reality either. The the but your man Kofi looks more like her. It's so bizarre. So that's all I can think of in this one. I should get rid of that because it's all I can think, all I can see. Um yeah, look, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence with this because on the one hand, what you guys are saying is right. It's like super fun and it's enjoyable. I'm more just kind of like, why? Like, why is why is this a thing? Like, how is why this not? a thing? Wait, wait, wait. I'm not gonna justify why until you justify why not. Well, Biggie's you make your, movies, pal. <laughs> well, Biggie's your world champion. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, Xavier Woods is now the king of the ring. Wait, Co- wait, is, are you, you could be, this is the no, funny thing. You legitimately could be no, completely I'm, ribbing me right now. Big, first okay. of all, Biggie's never going to be world champion in a legitimate sense. So I don't take you serious there. I might, no, Xavier Woods isn't king of the ring. Get out of here with your nonsense. See, Dave's getting all the spots in. Dave doesn't want to the <laughs> Wait, no, you can't. Yeah, po- this is true. You, wait, this Biggie true. can't possibly be the world champion. He is, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He, cashed, Why? he cashed in a couple of weeks. I know, I said that too. He cashed in what? The briefcase. I watched that pay-per-view. I thought Otis won. Yeah, they... they Otis? They, that, was la- that was last year. No, he knocked AJ off the ladder and he caught the, the briefcase. Oh, my God. Lockdown hit you hard, didn't it, Dave? <laughs> Am I, I might like have missed something. <laughs> what, what year is it, guys? Long hey, story short, the New Day are like the biggest thing in WWE. It's like still, and they've been given championships and uh, credentials to prove it. So having them in this thing, it's like, okay, but it's weird timing to do it. And also The Undertaker. I don't know, like, it's just very, like, I enjoy how goofy it is, but it's also... Is it hurting the Undertaker a bit too much to go from the the AJ Styles match to this? Like, because there is an actual match in this. Spoilers ahead. You get a cinematic match between the three of them. Wait, time out. Or, time out. Before we move on, uh, we haven't been on the show since this has occurred. I have a new, I have a new addition. 
Oh, wow. Who was it? Is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, no, I have an AJ Styles uh, (laughs) top figure. There you go. In addition to my regular AJ action figure. I'm amazed you don't have... uh, uh, What's it? My mask. My going outside mask. mask is AJ Styles, too, yeah. I'm amazed you don't have it like a David Gage or what's it? That's a Nick Gage and Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Um, no, you want to know what I'm actually upset about? I've, I, I've, can I pick a beef? I got beef. Go. Good. Thanks. WWEshop.com. Two months ago, I ordered a uh, phenomenal onesie and it never arrived. I you hate didn't. you. You didn't, did you? Yeah, no, seriously. I, I bought a <laughs> phenomenal onesie because that's, of course I did. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited to get it and put it on her and uh, still, still hasn't arrived. Come on, well, at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't for you, Dave. That would have been worse. Uh, oh no, no. But, oh, her. reference. It is for my for my eight month old. But still, yeah. <laughs> if you guys had got matching ones, that would have been funny. But you know. Anyway, can I ask you a question? Though I got to ask um, when we were talking yeah. about this Undertaker. Would you say the choices matter more or less that you make as a viewer uh, than on a WWE voting pay per view? Like oh, that's that, that's Tuesday. a question. Because it really felt like you didn't really have a choice. <laughs> no, I don't know what this was like, right? Okay, here's what it was like. No matter like what, you pick, the same no, thing. Yeah, it's like when you get a false count anywhere a match, a street <laughs> fight, and <laughs> no DQ, <laughs> and they're your choices. And that's kind of what these choices were like, where it's like, okay, we'll give you something, but it's all going to lead to the same place anywhere. It's like typical WWE booking, even in Netflix. Did, did anyone else find that... Uh... There, there was no real script. Like an awful lot of this seemed to be ad libbed or just like them kind of goofing around. You know, there didn't seem to be any kind of you know real strict script for the the actors. Well, here's the question, right? Why did is this a known thing? Like it, this is like two K, two K twenty, twenty twenty, right? Where, like, you also have to go for The Undertaker and, you know, you have to go to hell to fight him and all that kind of stuff. Um, is this, like, in-universe? Is this in the WDB universe or is this supposed to be in the real world where you show up and The Undertaker lives in the Haunted Mansion, basically? I I think it's just, you're just reading far too much into it. I know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you're, <laughs> who hurt you, Dara? <laughs> I'm just trying to make this have this make sense in my head. I'm like... Where's As we know, the Undertaker used to have a room in Titan Tower, but they tore yeah, it down. Exactly. So now exactly. he has a house like H.H. H. Holmes. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, well, there we go. Well, at least, okay, well, at least if it's in WWE Universe, then he moved out of Titan Towers, which mm-hmm. is weird in and of itself. And now he's just in this house with this, like, you know, Batman style control room. But I'm like. And he's very precious about his house. Like, uh, at one is. stage, he says to them, I invited you into my home. And you try to steal my urn. You know, like it was... But it, they showed... He really but, didn't like... It, more than them attacking him, what he didn't appreciate was how rude they were. Yeah. Well, he, but they specifically showed up to steal the urn. It wasn't like they showed up to like hang out and watch Dynamite or something. They like specifically... <laughs> specifically went to steal the urn. It wasn't like, hey, Undertaker, we'll get some pizza and watch AEW or something. Or, <laughs> or watch one of your old matches, which he himself was watching, which is really weird. Um, hey, Taker, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. <laughs> you know what that means, exactly. You know, that would be a cool setup. Instead of like, oh, we're just going to go, you know, case this guy's house and then break in and steal the urn. It's like, that's really scummy, lads. Like, what are you doing? 
I, I just think it's mad that WWE will script a 15 second promo, but will not script a movie they are making. I, I thought that was nuts. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, I don't know. Like, there were some memorable. There were some memorable. The sandwich thing I couldn't get over for a day and a half. Um, I just. <laughs> I just couldn't process it because I've never seen the Undertaker actually do human things like as the Undertaker, you know, where it's like he eats and he do. <laughs> Undertaker down queuing up at the post office. <laughs> That's all it was missing. Just out of spire, like ordering a chicken roll or something. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it was just, it was just bizarre because I, you know, in character, you think they would have had someone there with him bringing him the sandwich, you know, like a ghoul or something. But no, it's just him. Like, I didn't but get a glass. Imagine of... him. Yeah, where were the druids? Eating. Yeah, where were the druids? You know, that was the thing. I'm like, you couldn't have some druids bring you the sandwich or bring you whatever. Um, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Souls. He eats souls, doesn't he? Like, well, apparently, it's it's a white bread sandwich. White bread, yeah. And in the US, the bread over there. Sorry, Dave. The, the bread it's over very there sugary. is terrible. Yeah, it's very sugary, Dave. Oh, I'm I'm gluten free. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. No, I'm not. I just it's easy <laughs> out of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the bread version of uh, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I suppose the I suppose the the kind of follow on from this is right. So this has been like quite successful. Obviously, I don't have numbers on that, but people have enjoyed it. Do you guys think? <laughs> and they have. They, they, people are like, "Cheers to your journalism degree." I don't got numbers, but people like it. Well, that's it. You know, it's that's what the internet is. In, in, in a it's nutshell, doing it. well. I have nothing to back this up. I have with, nothing to back up. Enjoy it. So here's my, here's my question: Do you guys think there's going to be more of this, or do you think this is what the Undertaker is going to do now, or or what? Because there were talks that he was going to be a crown jewel, and he obviously wasn't. So, well, he was he was in Riyadh, wasn't he? Introducing yeah. Pitbull at which a concert, also, which is also something I didn't imagine Undertaker doing. This is like on, you know, it's like I don't, to answer your question, Martin. What do I imagine Undertaker doing? <laughs> There's a question that I could answer that, but we're on the radio, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but um, I don't know, spooky things, you know, like hanging out and going, Ugh, you know, being in a coffin, choke slamming dudes and. That kind of stuff, you know, Undertaker thing. See, that's interesting, because if I had to picture the Undertaker in a coffin, I never imagined it be with dude. So I think we've definitely <laughs> gone a different way in how we interpret his creative character. <laughs> well, as I said, uh, Dave, there, there was an answer I could have given, but, you know, on but the I mean, radio, where was I, Michelle? That's what the answer was. Where was Sarah? Well, here's the thing. You think during this they would have referenced Michelle McCool or Sarah, but they didn't. Well, especially if we're if we're saying that this is what if this is canon, we have acknowledged on TV that Michelle is his wife. So yeah, and Sarah, so they could you know. Well, we've not? also acknowledged on forums that Xavier Woods doesn't necessarily care if you're in a relationship. So it's possible. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> He's the king. There. He can do what he wants. He can do what he wants. Um, yeah, um, but. I was okay. surprised. You're welcome, few... people that can get that really vague reference that isn't the three of us. Who was the okay, Martin? Sorry, before you. I, I was surprised how <laughs> few like little quips and winks and nods there were. So Go on. there, there was Go quite on. a nice one about uh, there was a body that had a toe tag on it that said uh, Doctor Isaac Yankum. I thought that was quite quite fun, but that was it. There wasn't really like any wee quips or nods through the 
I actually watched um, another movie this week, uh, Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies. Was, I think I think it was my favorite one of the lot. But it was full of all these wee, you know, we jokes, in jokes, and we smarky comments and quips, and you know, and it was kind of fun for that. I, I was surprised that they didn't pack this with more of that kind of thing. I, you know, I think well, they had like uh, Paul Bearer, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I appreciated that. Yeah, photos and recordings and stuff. That was nice. Um, and he did have some like belts and stuff like that as well, which was cool. Come here. Well, can I ask you both? Uh, what age were you when the Paul Bearer, Paul Bearer thing hit you? Because it only hit me like a couple of years ago. Oh. Oh. Um, high school. I didn't get it when I was little. Little. I don't think. I think I, I think I literally only got it at a funeral a couple of years ago when they mm. said someone said something about the Paul Bearers, and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit like, oh, oh that was the joke." <laughs> yeah, that's and we joke. know this, but to viewers that don't, uh, his family actually ran, may still do a uh, a funeral home. Legitimately, so, I mean, you want to talk about living the gimmick? It wasn't just Undertaker. <laughs> Paul Bear was living the gimmick all the way home. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I love. He wrestling. didn't even know he was on a wrestling show. <laughs> I thought that was just, was just what you do. These people just show up, and that's it. <laughs> that's brilliant, oh, isn't it? You're 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 going to bury a loved one, and, and he greets you at the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? They should have had Kane show up to do something like as one of the endings. You know, just even as just randomly being like. That he should have showed up again. as Jacob Goodnight. That would have been cool too. To, that would have been cool too. You know where he like you know because you know the way there's like the bit they're going down the hallway and you can choose to go down. If he had it like turned into like one of the rooms and then just and it would have been like the hotel. You could, they owned the footage. They could have reused the footage and then him just showing up and that would have been cool. But I don't know. I think this is a cool idea for from from WWE. Like to be fair, credit where credit is due. It's a good idea. Do you guys want there to be another one? That's kind of what I'm... Uh, oh, yep. sorry. Before we get to that. Who was the heel and who was the face in this? Who was the good guy? Who was the bad guy? Because I don't think it's the New Day. Because you don't st- show up to steal stuff. But then again, they were trying to bring positivity to the world. So who's uh, the good guy? Who's the bad that's, guy? that's the excuse every dictator and tyrant through history has <laughs> used. I was going to use the power for good. <laughs> what is the power of the urn as well? If we Can, can we have you discerned that? I don't know, but... I personally love the fact that Undertaker could shoot lightning during a fight. Well, he well he's been able to do that since the nineties. Yes, thank you, Dara. He, he, used, he used to do it against uh, Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin many times on Raw. I, I just think it was kind of sneaky that he kept it in his back pocket because he was like, "All oh, oh come on, there's three of you. There's only one of me. I'll take you all on." And they all ran from it. And then he just went, "Ah, lightning, <laughs> lightning." <laughs> <laughs> See, Dave, we did call this actually when we were reviewing WrestleMania uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. We said that like this is how you get the Undertaker's career expanded widely beyond mm-hmm. its years, and they kind of proved it by having the cinematic match. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they realize they need to do more. And you know, good good on the Undertaker for what he's done in the past year in terms of establishing himself as a brand that doesn't need now i understand wd produced this but doesn't need wwe backing he spent a lot of times on a lot of different shows podcasts doing books and stuff i mean he's always going to give vince a cut but 
then again, it, it's still really exciting to see him sit down on you know Rogan's podcast and talk for hours. Like it's fun. But, but he must he must have to have WWE back because wouldn't like wouldn't they own the actual Undertaker character? Yeah, which is like I'm, I'm sure it is. It's put it on, <laughs> put it on funny. now. We'll watch it now. Just get out of here. <laughs> I'll call the guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing but uh yeah no and tna again just was like a joke made by russo to always have that connotation no russo's the one that didn't want that connotation you read his book yeah but come on he says that now he he says lots of things in those listen, books listen as a born-again christian he firmly believes that tna is a terrible name for the company and it's one of his biggest regrets ever that's fair, but one book, Dave. I've read both his books. One book completely says one thing, and the other one completely contradicts it. But one was written by him, and one was written by Ed Ferreira. What do you say, bro? Swerve. swerve. I just those books are just bizarre because they're literally like point for point just contradict each other. It's amazing. I see. I only more. I only read the one. Well, we'll get into this notion. But I only read the one where he's like right after his conversion, where it's like super heavy handed. Is this second one also like deeply theosophical? Yeah, yeah, no, nice. he, he, yeah, yeah. But anyway, guys, is there anything you like to plug before we get out here, Martin? Yeah, not a plug so much as a lament. Um, I find that being a fan of Nintendo is often the same mm. as being a fan of wrestling, in that you seem to be punished for your passion. So obviously, Nintendo this this week released the N sixty four online expansion pack on the Switch, which I was which I was deeply excited about, and which obviously turned out to be uh, like madly overpriced disaster. So, yeah, shut up, Nintendo. I want one of those controllers, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know why I'm that upset about it. I still literally have my N64 in perfect working order, you know. But oh man, I just uh, use an Xbox original emulator because the controllers was better. But uh, I, I feel for Nintendo fans because, as you said, it's like being a WWE fan. You just get punished for it because they don't want you there. They're like, no. So they, we don't want they come to. out and they said, oh, but the reason it's so expensive is because of the Sega Genesis games. I like, said, oh, so the reason it's so expensive is because of the thing nobody wants. Well, I, I had a Sega. Are you telling me not to get a Switch? Because, whoa, 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 super creepy. Xbox just sent me a message. Oh, wow. You want to talk about listening. using, we're using Skype to record this. People who are listening, if you're curious, I kid you not, my Xbox app on my computer just opened up. It hasn't opened up in months. Just popped well, open with the they're notification. Listening. They're listening. So that's not creepy. No, we're all. Uh, you can find we're, me on the gram. Find me on the Instagram at the Dave Stevens. I don't go on Twitter, but feel free to follow me there. But follow me on Instagram. It's fun times. We're, well, Dave, we're in the metaverse now. That's the truth of it now. So right, but it's uh, meta everything. Meta everything. Yeah, <laughs> follow me on Instagram by Meta. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Dave save Stevens. Dave. Hashtag save Dave. There we go. And guys, again, if you like what we do, please do uh, leave a like in the. Well, wherever you're getting this, spread the word about the podcast. And again, if there's anything you want us to cover, let us know, because uh, this show is really about all the great stuff from the past, as dictated by me. So, <laughs> and you guys. So, yeah, we'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, the True Penny Channel, Nerd to Know Media, and all other podcast networks. We'll talk to you next week here on the rest of the world. Bye, guys. It caught on in the monster man. Zombies were heavy. Are you a nerd? 
Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.